Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Here, from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland, with your host Tiffany Anton, Director of Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Welcome to Powered by Her in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry, and I'm Andrea Kruzka, owner, CEO, CFO, CMO of Brightleaf Photography in today. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me in. Um, so Brightleaf Photography is a nature photography. Is that what you would say? Yeah, nature and landscapes. Beautiful scenery and, and places and buildings and but not necessarily people as much. Yeah, no, I don't like taking pictures of people. <laughs> people is not your thing. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know um, you, you're you a fellow Michigan gal. Um, yes, like Great Lakes for life. We're going to apologize right now for our nasaliness <laughs> um, on the podcast, but we just can't get rid of it. it it's with us forever. Um, so how long have you not been in Michigan? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that one, I'm not used to hearing it that okay, way. So it's usually how long have you been in Tennessee? And <laughs> so I've been in Tennessee almost. It's the same answer. Eight just years. <laughs> I know, but it just, that really threw me. Um, <laughs> so no, almost nine years now. Oh okay. my God. So you've been down here and you were in Nashville area for a while and then yes. like in the middle of rural. Yeah, I lived in Hartsville, which is about 3,000 people. It's very, very small. That's uh, where I had goats. On a farm with baby goats. <laughs> and so um, and then you came to um, to Tennessee Tech. You got a job there. And so um, in and so this and, and you've kind of struggled with this a little bit. This is your quote unquote side hustle. Yes. Um, yes. cause you have a hard time wearing the entrepreneurship hat. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know, in my full-time job, I work with entrepreneurs on a daily basis. And so I'm always like, oh, well, I'm not doing what you do and this isn't my full source of income. And so it's, it's a struggle to not feel that imposter syndrome. Well, and you do a really good job of like what, your job is similar at tech as, as to what I do at the Biz Foundry, but I really feel like myself, I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. You know? Yes, 100%. And, and so you're this huge cheerleader, a huge advocate, a huge support system for these entrepreneurs. And yet you can't give it to yourself sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly right. So why, um, what do you think it is about um, taking pictures or, or a photography business that makes you feel like it's not legitimate enough? I think part of it is because... I'm not doing sessions for people. I'm not doing headshots. I'm not doing weddings. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just, I'm literally going out into the woods or on top of a mountain and taking pictures. And so it's something I'd be doing anyway. I just happen to be selling them and making a little money off all my time. I think sometimes it's hard when you love what you're doing so much to think of it as work. Yes. And so, you know, you, you want to get up and, and go to a sunrise and a hike, you would want to do that anyway. Um, but then to, to feel like, okay, this is my job. Um, maybe not, that doesn't feel right saying that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It feels like I shouldn't be having this much fun while I'm working. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, yourself. So, um, did you, you, you graduated in from high school in Michigan? Yes. And you came down here for, your parents were down here. Yeah, my parents retired here. My sister moved here. And I didn't want to move to Cookville immediately because it felt a little small after living in the Detroit area. 
So I went to Nashville at first and then a whole series of events led me to Cookville. So you, um, you just had a job in Nashville. Yeah. And that's what brought but you want to kind of get closer to the family and, yeah. um, and so in your college, uh, track has been, <laughs> um, let's just say by the time I'm done, I could have probably 10 doctorates, but I'll have a bachelor's degree. So, which I feel like there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Why do you feel the need, um, What's your your purpose now? So you're back in school now? Yes. Uh, what's your purpose now of going back? Uh, a lot of it is working at the university. I just, I always feel like, oh, wow, these students are also much smarter than me. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it feels very weird giving advice and playing a mentorship role to students when if they ask, I'm like, well, no, I don't have my degree, but stay in school. Right. So. Um, do you think that you have a hard time do you think you're going to get anything um, with this piece of paper? Do you think you're, I mean, I know that you, you work for the university, so hopefully they're not going to listen, but um, I mean, I'm a huge advocate. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, yes, there is value in getting a degree, but there's a lot of value. There's a, it's okay to not get a degree. And I think so many people are so forced into, Oh, you're good at X, Y, Z. No, I mean, I'm guessing, um, you know, you never thought, I could grow a, a photography business, you right? And you know, and you don't really need a college degree to grow a photography business. Yeah, um, you're doing it right now. Yeah, I think a lot of why I want to get the degree is just it's a goal I have for myself. It's, it's not list. anyone else doing it for for me or saying, "Hey, you have to do this, or we're going to fire you." There's none of that. Um, my boss is very supportive and is all about me getting it. But if I stopped tomorrow, I don't think he'd really care. I don't know. so if you um so if going back to um kind of little andrea um maybe elementary middle school what was she like what did you what were your goals what were your aspirations well she was always in a tree reading a book um super shy did not talk to people i was like the little girl in the back of the class who kept my head down and didn't want to talk to anyone um but I was really good at math and science and reading. I and I I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted you, to do everything. You were a nerd. Were you I was a-, a super nerd. I'm still a super nerd. And anyone who knows this, who knows me, knows that. So, no shame. So what were you, what did you think you would do? Did you think you would start a business? At- I think I wanted to be an astronaut or a teacher or a space cowboy. So just really anything. Space cowboy. Okay. Um, I like boots. So did you, where did the aspiration come from of really um, deciding, okay, I'm going to make a photography business. I'm going to do something that doesn't look like what normally, quote unquote, people think of of a photography business. Um, Where did that inspiration come from? So a lot of it was, um, I did the 52 hike challenge in 2018. So I did 52 hikes over the course of a Which, year. Which in case we aren't really thinking about it, that's one a week. Yes. Yes. One a week, 52 weeks in a year. Um, and while I was doing that, I was just taking pictures the whole time because that's just, I've always loved taking pictures. I took, uh, classes in film photography. My, one of my first forays into college, maybe the second or third, I'm not sure. Um, but so I've always had a camera in my hand and when I was out doing all these hikes and out in nature, it was just kind of a way to bring that home with me. Um, 
So I just kept at it. And then eventually one of my friends who happens to be an artist, um, Emily Newman, who's been on the Powered by Her podcast before, uh, she was like, why aren't you selling these yet? And I was like, hmm, great idea. I can make a little extra money. And that's how that started. So you just... um and we've talked about this a little bit, you and I personally, but um, you started by just taking cell phone pictures. Yes. Tell me a little bit. Again, this is this imposter syndrome kind of thing. <laughs> um, you, Very you've, much. you've kind of been like, oh, I just don't really like to put that out there. And why is that? Um, there's a lot of people who think that taking pictures, you have to have the big fancy camera. And you have to have all the lights and you've got to get your tripod set up and your shutter release and all these things. And it has taken me a long time to accept the fact that for a long time I didn't have a camera. I couldn't afford to buy a new camera. So I was just using my cell phone and it takes great pictures. And you have to be able to understand composition and lighting and color to be able to take pictures that people were gonna are going to connect to. So... It took a long time, but I kind of got past that just did, in time to buy my own new camera. <laughs> um, how did you how did you get through that negative self-talk? Like, what did you just keep trying to close your eyes to it and keep going or? I let all my friends kind of kick my butt into <laughs> accepting the fact that I was doing a good job, even just with the cell phone. You need a lot of you, you're a. Uh, you need friends that kick your butt a little bit. <laughs> yes. And it's, weirdly enough, you're one of them. So <laughs> we've had this conversation before. Um, in case you're just joining us, we have Andrea Kruzka with Brightly Photography in today. And um, so you, you're you taking pictures with your cell phone. You decided to start a business. And so not only were you just taking these pictures and selling, you know, the... the um, the images you started really putting them on canvases and really having products out there. Um, and so you started an Etsy shop mm-hmm. and um, part of that was going through a course at the biz shop foundry, right? Yeah. I did the Etsy entrepreneurship course uh, through the biz foundry and Knoxville entrepreneur center. And how was, how did that again, kind of give you the strength and confidence to. I learned a lot. I, there were things that I just, I never would have expected like, okay, if you put these out here and if you, you know, do keywords and I've worked in marketing, I know about keywords and SEO and everything, but it just never clicked that, hey, this is exactly what I'm doing. Um, So just having the insight from people who've been through it was very helpful for me. You had to kind of turn the mirror on yourself. You Like we said, you've worked in entrepreneurship with other people and supported them, but then, and you know how to give the advice, but then kind of turning the mirror on yourself is, is really tough. Yeah, it is. It's uh, like Jeff likes to say, your football coach should have played a little football. (laughs) That is a a Jeff Brown ism. Um, and so it, it definitely, yes, it, it, it's, um, now that you're in it, how has that changed your job, your day job approach, and how can you help out other entrepreneurs? Um, I think one of the big things is I have a lot more empathy, especially with uh, the clients I work with who are going through working two jobs or maybe three and doing their business as a side hustle. And I'm like, hey, I get it now. Before I was like, why can't you just get this done? 
oh, yeah, now I know. Like, yeah. I'm working 40, 50 hours a week and still trying to do this. Yeah. And taking classes, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So think about a time. So it's been about two or so years since you've really legitimized things. About a year and a half. Okay. And think about a time that maybe you wanted to give up. And you thought, I can't do this. Um, what happened? Tell me. The first Friday of Art Prowl last November. So Art Prowl is an event that we do, a community event that they set up art in different... Um, different locations throughout Restaurants town. and businesses and, mm-hmm. and really support the art community through our, our business community. Right. And um, so I was stationed at Biz Foundry. Surprising. Uh, and the first night, they're just we weren't getting a lot of traffic in. I only made a couple sales, and I was like, "Oh, this is like the third show I've ever done, and this is going horribly." And you have and a negative talk saying, oh, yeah. "I'm not good enough, and I'm not doing the right things." Exactly, and I just I you might have gone a, home and cried a little bit. I did go home and cry a little bit. There's no shame. I cry all the time. So I went home and cried a little bit. And then my sister kind of talked me down and she's like, it's the first day. It's a Friday night. People will be up tomorrow. And the next day it was fine. And I was really happy with how everything went. But it's just it's riding those waves of it's not always going to be fantastic. You're not always going to make the sale. You're not always going to have people connecting with what you're doing. But the ones who do make it worth it. Well, and I'm I I mean, when you're putting such a personal touch on things, so this is, you know, a hobby that you do, you get up early in the morning sometimes <laughs> and you, you know, you'll do sunset pictures or you'll do a hike to the top of a mountain to take the right picture. So this is really, really personal to you. Yeah. And then for people not to connect with that, um, that can be really tough. It is. It's because I feel if you're not connecting with what I'm doing, you're not connecting with me. Um, and that's something I've had to work through, but. And sometimes as women, we take that, we take that on real personally. Oh yeah. Yes. Of of just really thinking, well, they don't like me. Yeah. And, and how do you, how do you, um, try and separate yourself, Andrea, from Brightly Photography? How do you, any advice? I remember that I'm delightful. (laughs) And so if anyone doesn't like me, that's their problem, not mine. Um, but joking aside, I, I have to remember, like, they're seeing this tiny part of me. And, yes, it's something I love and something I do a lot of, but it's just a small part. And they don't know anything about who I am outside of that. They just say, hmm, this picture of a river, I don't like it. And that's fine. That's their preference. So, Well, maybe they don't like Tennessee either. Maybe they don't like the, you know. Oh, why wouldn't you like Tennessee? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful um, places. And and one of my favorite pictures that you've done is um, of the Cream City sign with a sunset behind it. I've used it as my Zoom background before. Um, (laughs) But I think to me, you can do nature. You can go out and get a a sunset at a a lake. Um, But then you can also do kind of iconic community pieces as well so Mm -hmm. you were out recently at um wildwood marina they just did a grand opening and you were taking some pictures there and just um that natural image of just things where it's like you can see yourself being at these places i yeah that's really what i try to do and i one of the things i love is when someone gets a print or a canvas or something from me and i hear back from them afterwards and they're like i just it makes me feel like i'm there again um, I have a lot of, I do so many in a lot of the state parks around here and a lot of people, especially who grew up around here have 
grew up going to Cumberland Mountain State Park and seeing the bridge there. And so knowing that it takes them back to that time of being a kid, just that is really rewarding for me. Have you gotten to the point where you've been commissioned at all of like, hey, I want a, a picture of this or that? Or um, I've had a couple people ask me to come out to their land and their property and take pictures. So none of that's worked out yet because of all the coronavirus stuff going on, even though I'm outside while I'm doing pictures. It's mm-hmm. still, yeah. some people are still a little strange about it and I'm not crazy about going up and meeting a stranger. I'd rather take someone with me to go look at 60 acres of woods and not do that alone. <laughs> Safety first. Um, but that's kind of, that again is just another step up of legitimacy of your business of um, people see the talent that you have, see what you're doing and, and are looking for you to come capture that special image for them. And it's, it, it doesn't have to necessarily look like a wedding, a baby, mm-hmm. a, you know, family portrait session. People feel that um, connection with maybe their land or a home or, or you know, a, a bridge, like you said, mm-hmm. um, that those those pieces or those landscapes are really important for them in their life as well. I hope so. That's what I go for. Um, so, again, going back to so did you you took some um, photography. You took some photography classes in college. Um, were you kind of artistic at all in high school? Or, or, <laughs> guessing that's a no. I can barely draw a straight line. Um, but that's not the only art. I, I know it's not like the only thing, but I've always been like, I've generally been a pretty analytical person. I was more of a writer than a visual person. Um, but then I started taking the classes because I thought, hey, it would be fun. And, and it I, was just a credit you needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I needed like a fine arts credit or something, and I ended up taking a few classes. I actually uh, learned on my dad's old SLR from the 70s, which I still have like to this day. Like a film camera. People yes. are like, what's film? What's film? Yeah. <laughs> Those um, 35 millimeter rolls, and you'd pull yeah, them out. Yeah, you've that got cause... your little canister that yes. then as you got older, you... Would put googly eyes on and like yes. a, a cotton ball on its head and stuff. Like, well, not when you got old. That was when, <laughs> that you, was were when you were younger. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I did it when I was no, older. No, I used to save like, if I had extra money, I'd always put them in that. And oh then I'd God. be like super excited to find like $20. Oh, there you yeah. go. That was a good little hiding thing. You yeah. were like, it could be film or it could be $20. <laughs> it's kind of like when you put on an old winter coat. And, oh, that's the best feeling. Um, there's some money in the pocket. Yeah. Um, So you didn't really, you just. As as a kid, you didn't really think that photography would be in your um, plans. Did no. you did you ever think you would own a business? Um, I always wanted to own like a little cafe because I one of my many other hobbies is I cook and bake a lot. Anyone who follows me on Instagram has seen this and gotten mad at me for <laughs> making them hungry. Um, so that was always a goal. But then as I got older, I realized that's something I love to do that I do to de-stress and I wouldn't want that to be a business because I feel like it would just stress me out. How do you think that you can separate, how did you come to that knowledge of like separating out hobbies in business? Um, Watching other people do it and really struggle. People who were like, oh, I really love babysitting so I'm gonna open a daycare and then they hate their lives and I just 
I can't imagine. I love having a job where I go to work every day and I love it. Well, but, and I think just making sure that you know what's good for you and your personal yes. soul and kind of protecting that a little bit. Yeah. And I know me where if I had to wake up every morning and make a hundred cupcakes, I'd lose my mind. Well, and so. I think I think as women and women entrepreneurs, especially, it's most of them get into whatever business it is as their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that self care part of of life is so important too. And so to make sure that you have something that's sacred to your your overall personal growth or your um self-care um and it sounds like for you that's cooking yeah and um making sure that you keep that kind of sacred to you Mm -hmm. yes exactly because how else are you going to kind of take care i mean if you don't you're not going to cook all day and then come home and cook some more to de-stress yeah so you take you take away that element um so what other things do you do for self-care um i run a lot that's been a pretty recent development uh, You're on a 16-day streak? Yes, and I've done at least a mile every day. They're really slow, and there's a lot of cussing involved, but I'm doing it, and it's become a very zen thing for me. Well, it's- and I think, again, it's just really finding that outlet that is just, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it. I'm getting the endorphins going, and this is good for me, and it's good stress outlet, and... um. It might not be the thing I love the most and it might not look <laughs> the way another it looks to somebody else. You know, oh, I yeah. think it looks ridiculous. Well, and you just said, you know, <laughs> you, I'm totally happy you have this that. this um, thought it's slow or whatever. And it's like it's it, you're comparing yourself to your you should compare yourself to yourself. And yeah. I think a lot of times as women, it's hard with social media the way it is and um to not compare to other people and just to try and compare to yourself and who you were yesterday or a year ago. And yeah, it's all about taking care of your own journey and not trying to compare yourself to everyone. And it's, I'm sure we all struggle with it, but I, I feel like I've kind of gotten a handle on it lately. You, I, I think over the last couple of years, you really um, dove into um, self growth and um, trying to kind of find your happy spot and, what advice would you have for other women um, about that, about self-care or personal growth? I think one of the most important things is to look at where you are in your own journey and your own life and your own emotions, um, because it's so easy. I mean, five years ago, I was in a terrible relationship and I was unhappy with just about every part of my life. Um And now, five years later, my life doesn't look anything like what I expected. And, you know, when you're younger, you think that when you're in your 30s, you're going to be married, you're going to have kids and everything's going to be great. And you're going to have a great job and the house and the picket fence and the dog and all that. And it took me until the last couple of years to realize I don't want any of that. (laughs) I'm perfectly happy how I am. And when you start comparing yourself to someone who's doing the more typical journey that's where you start to lose yourself. I think it is. There's so much societal pressure to look a certain way mm-hmm. for light, your life to be whatever for. And, and, you know, just like we've talked about your business to look a certain way mm-hmm. for a photography business, there's societal pressure. What do you mean? You don't take portraits. What yeah. do you mean? You don't take headshots. Like how are you a photography business? 
Um, and so it's there's just so much societal pressure. Um, what's one tip on like kind of shedding that societal pressure that you can think of? Like what is there anything that stand out or any pivotal moments for you over the past few years that really were like, OK, this is I'm good. Like. I think it was just after my ex and I split up and uh, one of my best friends told me like, hey, I haven't seen you have an actual smile in four years. Mm -hmm. And that really got me thinking like, wow, I really wasn't happy and. I never would have thought that. But I was but, doing the things that society, I had. The yeah, I was doing the things. I had the corner office and I had the relationship and the dogs and the house and everything. And then now I'm like completely opposite of that. And it's perfect. And I love it. And that's what I want. Right. So I think it's getting in tune with what you want and what you need and saying screw it to the rest of the world, basically. And making sure that you understand that that life is... Um it's almost like making sure you, you, everybody has their own Cinderella story yes. and not everybody's shoes are glass slippers. Yeah. So, um, making, Mine are fl some flip flops for and, sure. <laughs> and making sure that you're putting on your right pair of shoes. Yes. And I love that. That's a great analogy. Look at me. Um, <laughs> smart. you know, but I just, I think it's so interesting because it's like what, you know, I have a background in teaching. I was a high school teacher. Never did I ever think. And I really loved what I was doing, um, but I love, I mean, I literally got to go to a goat farm today and um, have a sample of beer at lunchtime and come so do <laughs> some radio <laughs> interviews. And so I've had like just a great day in my, and I just love what I do. But I think, um, I think maybe sometimes I, I've in my life too, I've put on somebody else's shoes and it's like, those aren't my shoes and they don't fit quite right, but I'll make them work because mm -hmm. they're kind of okay. But, um, making sure that you're walking the life that, that you're intended for. Yeah. 100% that I know I tried to force my feet into some red hot heels for a while and that just wasn't me. So, right. And, and I think just kind of learning how to own it and, yeah. and, and, and I think, but I do think it's okay to try on the red high heels and, yeah. and see, hey, is this me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I like some aspects of it and maybe I'll wear, you know, red flats instead. Or, <laughs> you know, I'm figuring out kind of what what works for you and what fits for you and what's right for your life. Exactly. I mean, being alive, it should never be over. You should always be trying to change and grow and figure out if something's better for you than something else. So I think so. That's probably my biggest advice for other females is it is absolutely never too late. Like you can always start over. You can always try something else. I love, love, love some stories of just, um, you know, kind of senior moms or whatnot that are, um, you know, kind of retirement age. And then they're like, well, I'm, I just want to do something else. So they start, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like like you said, it's never too late. It's never. And, and to find that happiness that they just didn't even know that they were lacking in life. Um, and so we're kind of it towards our later thirties. Um, <laughs> and I think no one thinks that though. We look real young. I know. <laughs> um, but it is really cool to find, I mean, I'm three years into my career. You're, you know, a few years into your career, yeah. a few years into an entrepreneurship. And it's like the, the sky's the limit now. And it feels sometimes like we're behind the game. Um, but I think, like you said, it's never too, too late to kind of be happy and exactly. And you're playing your own game. You're not competing against anyone except for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I might be a little behind what other people are, but I'm doing just fine for where I want to be. Right. 
So in case you missed it, we have Andrea Cruzcott with Bright Leaf Photography. Um, how can we find you? How can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Bright Leaf Photos. And then you can find me on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash brightleafphotos or just brightleafphotos.com. There you go. Um, are you on LinkedIn too? Only as my personal Okay, one. yeah. So You can find me if you can spell my name. There you go. <laughs> Those Polacks. Um, <laughs> We're trouble. So um, people can find you. So you also do have, um, you are a cheerleader and a supporter of entrepreneurship and small business in the Upper Cumberland as well. So if people need resources like that, you're a great, um, you're a great person to contact. Yes. And for that, you can always reach me at tntech.edu slash TCRI. There you go. Center for Rural Innovation. So thank you so much for coming on today. It was a great to have you and a great chat. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Powered by Her. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. 